Welcome to Pauli Malinaji from Brooklyn to the world. Proudly representing his hometown of Brooklyn, New York. Pauli Malinaji takes you inside the ring and beyond. I'm definitely far from shy. We're going to be ranting about a lot of stuff. Not just about boxing, I'm opinionated on life in general, many sports topics and politics. Pauli doesn't hold back. The two time world champion, Pauli the Magic Man. Paulie Malinaji, Peter Cards from Brooklyn to the world, man. We got yet another episode. I tell you, man, we're we're really getting a lot of momentum, with this. a lot, a lot of a lot of fans, a lot of love from you guys out there, man. And we want to, we just want to say we appreciate it and thank you. We do our best to keep you guys entertained. We definitely appreciate it. I know we entertain ourselves. That's for sure. I mean, that's a fact. Is, this is an hour that we kill each week. That you know, we, we it's not one of those hours where you'd rather be doing something else. We kill an hour each week, and we actually love doing it. It's basically. Us hanging out <laughs> the same way we hang out all the time. <laughs> Just you guys get to join in on the fun. <laughs> and Seth gets to hang out with us a little yeah. bit. Oh, I appreciate my man Seth. Seth, always a pleasure. You Love know. you guys. Yeah, great, great. So, yo, so on my way here today, by the way, I took the train today. No more road rage incidents. I took the train today. I left the car in Brooklyn. Took the train. Even though the Manhattan bound D train is still not working here in the MTA, I had to transfer to an end and then go jump on a D after that. But all good. So I stopped by the Showtime offices. You know, I had to pick up uh, some back checks they owe me, and uh, it's always good to get paid. But so I'm, I'm talking about, you know, I'm trying to set up my flights for, for Vegas this week because, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to leave tentatively Sunday because I'm doing some work with different networks here. I'm doing some work with Sky Sports during the week. I'm doing some work with uh, Fox Sports 1 uh, during the week. And then I'll, I'll be on the U.S. broadcast. I'll be on the pay-per-view at the host desk. So I'm trying to solidify my flights and pick up some back checks and whatnot. So I, I go and... Uh, Pick up my back checks. I get my flight and, you know, making my flights on this Sunday because Sky needs me starting Monday. So I'll be actually be in Vegas all week for all you folks that are being in Vegas. I'll be in Vegas all week starting Sunday. Sunday night I get in. Starting Monday, I'm going to start working all week. So it's going to be quite a busy week. Uh, I got to mix it in with my training, which we'll get into later because I am back as a fighter as well. So... Magic man is back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you really are I'm, a magic man. How did you boss? do that? I don't know. I don't know. You just I disappeared, and then you just you just yeah, reappear. Yeah. yeah, but was it always part of the plan? That's for everybody to wonder. For me to know. Yeah. So here's the thing. So I go into the Showtime office. I see my boss. I see uh, Stephen Espinosa, who's busy as usual. Uh, he was taking phone calls. You know, it's a hectic week for him. I see David Dinkins, who's also busy. My uh, my boss as well. And so I, I still bother him because he's not on the phone. So I can't, I can't bother Steven because he's on the phone. So I, I, I go to David because I see him, he's not on the phone. He's working on some stuff. So I go bother him in the office and I start talking to him about, you know, we start talking about this weekend's Chavez fight a little bit, which, um, Peter, you're very highly opinionated of. We'll get into that in a little bit as well. And then he tells me, you have your tuxedo ready for next week. And I'm like, who's what? Get, who's getting married? Uh, forget about who's getting married. Tuxedo. Dude, this ain't, what is it, the pay-per-views of the 80s and 90s? Tuxedo? Bro. I've, folks, I don't know how often how many of you own a tuxedo at home. Like I'm, I feel like I dress pretty well when when it's time to dress up. I've never worn a tuxedo in my life. You ever worn a tuxedo in your life? Think about it. Right? Nay. Yeah. Seth, you? I have. You have. All right. Well, Seth, you know, Seth's a little bit more classy than the rest of us. But I'm Jewish. In yeah. reality, Will you get married? Uh, no, I was at in a wedding. So. In a wedding. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. That's, Who's yeah. getting married? Oh yeah. Well, I was in. A, yeah. Okay. So I have worn a tuxedo because I've been in what? Yeah. Uh, sometimes that's, uh, you rent the. You rent. Yeah. You rent. Oh, tuxedo. Oh, all right. All right. So you know what? Listen. Folks, 
I didn't think of it. Yeah. You rent to Usmoker. Yeah, you rent to Usmoker, as we call it in Italy. In Italy, they're funny. They call it Usmoker. It's Smoker, even though it's an American word that means nothing like tuxedo. <laughs> what the hell's a smoker? It's an American, it's an English word that we don't even use a tuxedo. We call it tuxedo. In Italy, they call it tuxedo il smoker. Anyway, so I need a smoker uh, for the broadcast next week, by they the way. They got to get you ready for the ball, Cinderella. No, no, you're not kidding, bro. And I'm like, dude, you're going to tell me right now? I don't own a tuxedo. I don't own one. You don't have a tuxedo rack, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't own a tuxedo, sure. So... He's like, all right, well, you know, you got to rent one. And I'm like, where do I rent one, bro? Like, it's, today's Wednesday. I'm leaving Sunday. Right between now and then, you know what? how many things I got to do? Not to mention training in between all of it. So this just got added to my list? Is what you, is, I'm no. finding out with the fans? Or? No, no, yeah, no, no. You might be safe on this one, Pete. Because Thank you. David Dinkins, my steam boss, He's great, great guy, um, tells me that they're going to find a place in Vegas with whoever, whichever team from the crew doesn't have tuxedos they're going to be able to measure us early in the week and then get us fitted and ready so the tuxedos will be ready by late in the week and then when we leave town the following Sunday Dave the rave Dave saves the day now I, I gotta find time to actually go get measured for it is the, is the key thing because I'm working like I said for three different networks all week not to mention I gotta train so the finding time to go get fitted for the tuxedo is gonna be my challenge so that's uh, the story for uh, next week, folks. For all those of you that were hoping to see me on the broadcast, I'm not on the play-by-play stuff. I'm not, I'm not the analyst. I'm, I'm going to be at the host desk. For all those of you that thought I wasn't going to work and thought I wasn't going to get paid, I'm actually going to get paid by three different networks. So I'm actually going to make a lot of money next week for all, the, for all those people that Ooh. were hoping that they w- I wouldn't work anything the next week. Because I got a lot of tweets. I got a lot of tweets saying, uh, hey, your bias costs you. Is it bias or is am I just talking about my feelings on the fight? You know, that's for, again, for me to know and you people to find out May 2nd, right? So, I, uh, I'm going to be working, and uh, I've got to find time to train in between all that. So, it's going to be quite a busy week for me. Uh, whichever one of you guys can get out there. Oh, well, let me say that because you, nobody's gotten tickets yet. So, all the people that are mad, that are making fun of me about that I'm not going to work the show, not only am I getting paid from three networks, you're not going to be at the fight because you can't get tickets. So, the haters, do you like apples? How do you like them apples? Because I'm in the building. Getting Boom. And being at the host desk, Jim Gray made a great point. Jim Gray, my esteemed colleague, who people have mixed opinions of because he's very aggressive on the interviews at times, but I love him. He's a good dude. Always got a good advice for me. He's been a TV guy for a long time. He goes and tells me, Paulie, the host desk is great. I was like, yeah, Jim, but I know it's great, but, you know, I'm a guy that prefers breaking down the action for the fans and, like, you know, letting people know how things are happening or why it's happening, and you know, just kind of explaining the science behind what's actually happening already in the ring. You know, I don't, I'm not the kind of guy to take sides when I qualify. I'm the kind of guy that breaks down what's happening and I kind of give you the reason, the scientific reasons behind why it's happening in so, in so many words. He's like, yeah, but think about it like this. How many guys know play-by-play guys' faces? How many people know play-by-play guys' faces compared to host guys' faces? The host is always on television. People are going to see you. And I said, man, that's... That's pretty narcissistic, you know. That's pretty. It uh, is. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say that's Joe, but all yeah. right. <laughs> that's pretty narcissistic. But you know what? Then I thought about it for a second. I said, I am kind of a narcissist at that time. So I didn't think. You know what? 
the haters are gonna see more of me. You're gonna see more of me because you're gonna see less of the play-by-play guys and hear them, but you're gonna see more of me because they're gonna go back to me and what I'm hearing is James Brown at host desk. They're gonna see this face. Watch yourself. No, not not that James get, Brown dude. It's always you always think it's that James Brown. It's I the get NFL excited James, James Brown. Brown. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the, it's the guy with the, the yeah. Thank you, Seth. The, the James Brown you work with has the better hair, the hairline, and yeah, yeah. The right. James Brown you keep mentioning was in Rocky Three. That Rocky looked like four. a dandelion when he yeah. got arrested. Like yeah, Rocky Four. Yeah. Was it four or three? Yeah, when Apollo walked into the ring and then got killed by Drago. Oh, four. It was four, yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Who got it, It was a long if, time ago. If he dies, he dies. Come on. All the Rocky references. I'm sure we, uh, we get stereotyped enough with the Rocky stuff, you know, me being an Italian fighter and all that. So, Is the man alive? Right. <laughs> Come, on. Come on, dude. That's horrible. Love Apollo. Speaking of which, they're gonna they're gonna do. Are they gonna do Creed now? Mm-hmm. They're gonna do Apollo's like grandkid or his son or something. He's gonna and Rocky's gonna train him. That's what oh, I'm hearing. Jesus. It's the next level of Rocky, which means if it's a new fighter you're building and now Rocky's training him, you can make like another six Rockies. No joke. You just opened up a whole new chapter here. He's gonna open up a wild card. He's gonna be like the next Freddie Roach. No, no, no joke, bro. I'm not kidding. Like, if think about it, if you have. The next generation of Rocky being Apollo's son or grandson, a Rocky trainer. How many more movies can you make now? Because the kid can have the career Rocky had. Basically, just we can make one movie about him fighting this guy, then we can keep fighting this guy next, and then he can fight another guy next. And it's Creed 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, just like Rocky. It's like an extension of the Rocky series. It's genius if you're Sylvester Stallone. I just hope that, you know, they don't kill the, the core of what Rocky was. I heard the play was really good. You guys get a chance to see it? I didn't see it. I did hear the play was good. I didn't get a chance to see it. And I then they took it off. It right? I think so. I don't know why they took it off. I heard all good reviews about it. It's, what a shame. What a shame. I heard it was really good. I wanted to go see it. Especially me. I'm not really a Broadway guy, but that, something like that would really, really uh, attract me. And I would have went. I would have went, but too late now. Would you have went, Pete? To the Broadway play? I'm not a Broadway guy. And uh, I went what to see... are you a Broadway guy for Rocky, though? Well, I, I support everything Rocky. <laughs> I uh, I went to see the last Rocky, which was Balboa, in the theater. I think that might be the last time I went to the theater, except for taking my daughter. But uh, I'm not a I'm not a Broadway guy. Not no. a Broadway guy. No. no. What about the way? The, why don't you go to theaters? <coughs> why don't you hmm? like theaters? I don't understand. Because they don't serve alcohol. They don't. You got you got it in a theater. Sure. It's different kind. Yeah, you got to find them. You don't want to drink with your daughter at Lion King. Right, right, right. Exactly. You you suck it up on those. You go to the matinee. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. So you can drink when you get home if you go to the matinee. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you. Honey, look. This is Simba. Okay. Now daddy's got to go home. All right. You had fun? All right. Go play video games. (laughs) Time for daddy to play Uh, video games. Okay. Yes. I was teaching my daughter how to skate the other day. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. You like that, skating. huh? Yeah, I, I threw on the old skates. You, how, how long had you skated? In? Oh man, since I was like fifteen. Yeah, yeah. I saw my girls skating. like my girls like you can't skate. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, watch me. Little did she know, right? Yeah. Like Gretzky, bro. And your daughter, she had rollerblades, though. You're, she not, had you roller. you're not a firm believer in rollerblades. No, no, I don't like them. You, you still like the fours, the, yeah. the, the quads. Skates, the quads. Yep, throwbacks. Yeah. Throwbacks. I'm a throwback I'm, I'm, kind I'm of guy. I'm a rollerblade guy, I gotta be honest. Yeah, I, I could look at you. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> the quads, quads are a bit too old school for me. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. All right, all right, so we got back into it. I, I announced my comeback fight this week. Um, Danny O'Connor. It's going to be a, a very busy month for me between uh, working fights and training, but I, I relish the challenge. I relish the challenge, and I, I like being motivated. I like being busy. Um, 
So, uh, you know, I, I look forward to the fight. Uh, it's Barclay Center, which is pretty cool for me, you know. Great card. Great card. Uh, Amir Khan and Chris Algeria. I know a lot of people will complain that Amir is not fighting Kel Brook or whatnot, but still a pretty solid card. Spike to TV. Spike TV's doing it. Uh, PBC on Spike. I've uh, Ever since I saw the first uh, PBC show March 7th, I've uh, kind of been wanting to be a part of this. You know, it's a cool, cool little thing for all fighters to be a part of. And uh, it's a bit different, you know. It's a bit different, like we've talked about on other shows, but it's it's really cool. So I look forward to being back for all my fans, to all the haters that don't like me too bad. This is my job. This Sucks is what I do for, for you. A living. I got to make a living. And frankly, I make a living with the most, be- probably most of you out there, unfortunately, for you haters. And for all my fans, I, I'm uh, I'm really happy to be performing, and uh, I love your support. Love my fans on Twitter as well. You know, we talk about the guys that are really coming to fans. The guys, there's some really cool guys on Twitter. A lot, you know, of, a lot of hockey feedback. fans, a lot of football yeah, fans. Yeah. And we call them in the UK sure. or soccer fans. And we call them in the US. Speaking of which, the Champions League is on right now. What's going on? We oh, gotta yeah. get some TVs in the studio. Come on, Seth. Look at Seth, me, we gotta get. We're missing Champions League every week. All right, I'll be right back. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. It's no no joke. Last week I missed the first leg of the of the quarterfinals. And now this week I'm missing the first leg of the quarterfinals. What's going on? You guys can I heard skip. Real Madrid scored before. Real Madrid has led the goal. I heard Real Madrid scored. Is it? Is that a fact? You, know, I, you guys I, can schedule a different time if this doesn't work for you. <clears throat> what is it? Boom. One nothing. One nothing. It Real. ended. It ended. Yep. What about um? What about uh? Juve zero zero. It That's ended? an advance. No. It's an advance. Boom. That's actually Juve versus Real in the semis. Boom. Thank God Juve's not going to get pumbled on. No. Oh, come on, bro. It's only because uh, it's not the Juve of the '90s. Thank you. The UV of 2015, unfortunately. <laughs> Thank God Kalini's not going to get diced up all oh, over the place. I know. Don't even die. God, God, God gets on my nerves, man. What happened to the Italian defense? All you soccer fans out there, football fans in the UK, as you call it. Where's Cannavaro? Where, where's, where's Maldini? Where's Nesta? We got guys that wouldn't play in Serie C back in the day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Now they're up on the national team. What happened to the Italian defense? What happened to the UV defense? I mean... The Italian defense is the UA defense, and it's not that good. Kellini's better off using his nose. Use anything, buddy. I mean, it's going to be very tough for Juve to advance uh, into the finals. Uh, Juve versus Real Madrid. The other semis are going to be really interesting. That's too. Bayern awesome. Munich against Barcelona. Yeah, think, that's uh, awesome. I think Bayern hammered them two years ago when they eliminated them. I remember the semis then, and they just beat them all over the place, and then they beat Borussia in the in the finals. That was uh, I and Robin. Yeah. No, they have our. Uh, they have uh, a lot of good players, actually. Bayern's gonna be a rough. Bayern, Bayern's a rough, rough customer. Barcelona, Bayern could have been the final this year, but they drew each other in the semi. So, all the all the football fans out there, mates, should be a rousing semifinal stage. Lovely I, I, stuff I, on the pitch, I mate. I will be rooting for Juventus in the semis, being a, a Serie A fan. But um, it's gonna be very difficult to get by Real Madrid. It's gonna be very, very difficult. I feel bad for Atletico, man. You know, they were they have a good team. You know, they just they just came up with. Uh, they just come up with the tough teams in the, in the, from the La Liga. I mean, this was the final last year. Real Madrid and Atletico was the final. They drew them in the quarters this year. That's the way it goes. Well, we're going to take a break, and uh, we'll be back soon. Discuss some, a lot more stuff, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to former two-time world champion Pauli Malinashi from Brooklyn to the world. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Introducing Pauly. Pauly Malinaji takes you inside the ring and beyond. Malinaji. 
This is Paulie Malinaji from Brooklyn to the world. Back, Paulie Malinaji, Peter Cards from Brooklyn to the We're world. Back. We're back. We're PD back. PD Podcast. Did you miss us? You know they missed us. So again, talking about this comeback, it's going to be pretty interesting. You know, uh, I haven't trained for a fight in a year. Um, i got to find the time. I, my schedule, I, my plate is a lot more full than it was last time I was fighting, you know? Uh, a lot more commentating jobs. And not that I'm complaining, I'm actually very excited about it. Uh, but uh, it's going to be quite a challenge, you know? So obviously but for you, folks at home, you know, Peter Cards helps me out, you know? They, they don't call him Peter Cards for nothing. He's not just a card player, though. He's not just PD Podcast because he does podcasts. He's my right-hand man. And so, you know, explain, Pete. Go ahead. Well, you know the way I sit home after working construction. I do some overtime here and there. Mm-hmm. Right, Seth? Which is where you came from to do the podcast. I came from yeah. the Showtime office. You came right. from the construction job, exactly. of course. And um, a lot of times at night, my girl goes to bed. I sit and, and I watch videos of the guy. You know, in this case, it's going to be Danny O'Connor. Stays up late. Why do you stay up late? Because you got to watch the playoff games first, right? Well, that playoffs are first. And NHL yeah. and NBA is on, of course. And then you know you have a couple of uh, you kick back a couple of cold ones. A couple of cold ones, a few sangrias. Before you know it, it's twelve thirty. And you I still mean, haven't watched any videos. And uh, gotta go now I got to now I got to go to work, and we got to watch videos, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I be honest, I, I've, I've told you this, but. Even though I'm watching stuff and I, I see stuff, I, I want you to see what I see, and then I want to know what you see, so that we're on the same page. Sure. <clears throat> so, like, the other night, mm-hmm. well, I said, you know, let's watch this guy, mm-hmm. and I want you to see what I was talking about, and then, mm-hmm. you know, we watched it, and we, mm-hmm. were, up, we were up late. It was like it was like one thirty, yeah. a quarter to 2. Yeah. I get up at, like, 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. And sometimes all the while I'm arguing on Twitter while I'm right, 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 yeah. exactly. Because lately we're gonna get into that too. You guys have been going you know. crazy on Twitter, and yeah, I'm okay. uh, you, you're going crazy on Twitter, and I can't get to sleep. Yeah, because then you start arguing. No, uh, yeah, arguing. I I wasn't even. Sometimes an Peter Cards end up in the arguments. You guys gotta stop linking Peter Cards. The guy's gotta go to sleep. Stop linking him in the in the this arguments. This wasn't even Twitter. This is my girl. Okay, so what happened? I go to sleep. It's one forty-five in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm like. What time you gotta get up for work? Six thirty. Right, Whoa! So. I mean, I hit the snooze. Listen, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Let's call it speed speed. I hit the snooze a few times. A little times more than I'm supposed to. But that's because listen, I, I'm send, I'm sending down blue moons. I'm sending down a couple of glasses of sangria here and there. I pick on things that I shouldn't be picking on. That's why I weigh two hundred and ten pounds. But listen, I'm honest about it. You got to admit you have a problem before. That's step one, right? Yeah. So the other day, I get to bed. I'm like, man, tomorrow morning's going to suck. My girl had been complaining while we were watching the games. What was she complaining she, about? She ate the salad. I'm like, you ate a salad. Okay. What was she saying? How'd she say? First, first, it was like the salad was great. I'm like, and then she goes, oh, now you know what to order me next time. I'm like, oh, good. You like it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's very simple. I'm like, oh good, good, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Go wash some clothes or something. So and <laughs> before you know it, she goes, oh my stomach's not feeling well. I said, is it the salad that you loved? I don't know. I don't know. I said, well take a Zantac or something. You you got to burp it up. Go take a shit or something. So she's like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm gonna have a salsa. I said, take a Zantac, have a salsa. It's, it's good. The, the, the Prilosec, Zantac. Meantime, you're watching the playoffs? Meantime, you start I'm, studying I'm, videos yet? No, no, I'm watching playoffs. She, she doesn't stay up. I don't watch videos with her. Yeah. So you're watching. She gets enough boxing. I think we, we yeah. overload her with boxing. So 
The playoffs are still on. So now I'm sitting there. <clears throat> she goes, I'm just going to go to bed because I don't feel well. I said, yeah, go to bed. Now, finally, 1.30, 1.45 comes. I watched the kid a few, uh, one, of, one of his fights that night. I go to bed. I'm, I'm laying down. I get woken up, and I don't even know what happened. What do you mean you get it's, woken up? Who woke I, you up? She did. She woke you up? She's yelling. Uh, she's what ye time? What time was this? I didn't know what time it was. I look. It's 3.31. <laughs> so I'm less than two hours that I'm sleeping. Now I'm in the deepest sleep possible. So I'm like... I put my hands on my, my head because I felt like my head was pounding. I went like my top was going to burst, like my brain was going to come out. And she's going, Aah! I'm like, what's wrong with you? What are you, what are you doing? She goes, can you get me a salsa? I said, what? <laughs> so now I'm in this deep, deep sleep. And I don't know why, but she told me I said this the next day because I flipped on her. I said, the she rocks right there. You probably were dreaming about work. <laughs> you're, 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 you're thinking so much about the next morning's work. That you're, think, you're dreaming I'm, about it. I'm dreading it so much putting up she rock. Then I'm like, what? The she rocks right there. I'm looking at it. And she's like, what the hell are you talking about she rock for? I'm like, what? She goes, I, I need salsa. I'm like, are you crying? She's like, my stomach hurts. I'm like, you're going to be 30 years old. Stop crying. She goes, my stomach hurts. I'm like, wow, dude, you can't go down the stairs and get yourself a seltzer. I have work in the morning. She, she goes, woke you up for this. Now you're fully awake. You're fully awake. I wanted to throw her down the stairs. I was going to show her how simple it is to go down the stairs. So what happened? Can't you just go for me? I'm like, what? When you're down there, can you get me the garbage pail from the bathroom so just in case I throw up? I'm like, wow. I'm so in the like another planet. I go all the way downstairs mm -hmm. and come up with nothing. You went downstairs I, for what? I have no idea. So I was she sent you downstairs to get the garbage pail and the salt and you're telling me I you came back up with nothing. With nothing. She was, I don't think that went over too well. She goes... What are you doing? I was like, what? Because I went to lay back down. She goes, wake up. I'm like, what do you want? She so goes, you went all the way downstairs and came back empty. What are you doing? She's like, I asked you to get me something. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I look for some reason. My phone was next to me. My father-in-law's calling me. I call him back. I'm like, hello? He goes, Pete? I'm like, What's going on? Like, I felt like I was in, an, uh, in a movie, like in a bad dream. Like Twilight Zone. Sure. I'm like, what's going on? He goes, oh, no, I think she's, she's not, uh, maybe she's not feeling well, Alyssa. I, I said, okay. He goes, go back to bed. I said, yeah, I got work in the morning. He goes, go back to bed. I said, all right. And I laid down. She goes, are you going to get me to sell something? <laughs> <laughs> Even during the conversation, she couldn't get the salsa. Yeah. I'm like, are you serious? I run downstairs. I grab salsa. I grab this garbage pail. I I wanted to hit her with the garbage pail. So at the end of the day, though, you were nice enough to get the garbage pail. Yeah, and the salsa. I, I felt bad, but I'm like in the middle of my sleep. I didn't even know yeah, what's going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. The next day, she's like, "You were so mean." I'm like. Are you serious right now? Don't bring this up again because you woke me up literally. <laughs> like, don't even do this. You thirty. What's gonna happen when you're pregnant? And you have morning sickness. Yeah, yeah. Tough. Like, come on, toughen her up. Through that right now. Uh, come on, you know. I mean, yeah. Seth, talk about it. Come on. She goes in there. And she she does her business. I help her out when she when she needs it, not when I'm sleeping. She knows That's I gotta get I'm, up and work. Thank you. She knows. Thank you. With an S. I'm like, what? What are you crying about? You're gonna be thirty. She's twenty eight years old. Then my son wakes me up, but he's two. He gets right, an excuse. That's normal. Yeah. <laughs> my daughter don't even wake me up. 
So you she think, gets up. You think she the, makes you like think cereal? you made your point then? You think like next time? I better have good? made my point. You think you'll be able to sleep? She's gonna be sleep in the cage with Tyson. With Ty- Tyson, if you don't guys <laughs> don't know, is, is Pete's pet Puggle, the most annoying dog in the world. Hey. I've, I've, I've given him a couple of kicks. You watch here your tone. <laughs> yeah, the dog doesn't know anything. It's the dumbest animal I've ever seen. He's actually gotten better lately. Though Pete, he's gotten a little better. He's uh, honestly he's for like for like two years. I thought I was convinced there's dogs in the wild that are smarter than this dog. <laughs> he was born on the day that Matisse. Uh, knocked out Lamont Peterson For all us boxing fans Right Yeah I don't know what that has to do With how dumb he is But He's not dumb He's a genius <laughs> It's a good segue <laughs> Yeah It's a good segue To the next Oh, oh Matisse, Speaking yeah. of which Alright listen nice. like, Alright before we get Tyson the dogs or right. Tyson the dog So Alyssa dog, Alyssa Tyson. if she ever Wakes you up in the middle of the night Is gonna She's gonna go sleep, sleep with in Tyson's dog, dog cage um, Speaking of which For all my Betting fans out there I must apologize I owe you guys You were getting some h- Hardcore Uh Hey, listen. Stuff on Twitter. They told you. Good thing, it, you know, people I'm a fat you. guy, and I love to eat food, <laughs> but I don't like to eat my words. <laughs> but you got to do what you got to do. Well, you you were given locks, but they I, were... I, I gave, they weren't, I gave they the were, opposite of a lock. Yeah, you gave the unlock. The mush. Was, <laughs> you you thought was, you were given locks. You were given mush instead. Listen, <laughs> Matisse looked like Pinel Whitaker. I mean, come on. Yeah. Pravonikov, I mean, uh, honestly, though, that was a great fight. I didn't care that I lost my money, to be honest with you, because I actually enjoyed that fight. Mm-hmm. And you, Were you surprised that Pravonikov wasn't going down, though? The guy, or even Matisse wasn't going down after going down twice on Molina last year. I loved, yeah, well, yeah, well, he didn't get hit enough, <laughs> clearly. But this guy, Pravonikov, has a, a coconut. I mean, and then... Didn't he say the guy hits hard? He well, they're like, um, you know, it's hard to understand with these interpreters these days, but... You know, like, is he the hardest puncher? He's just like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's, not, it's very simple. Like, this is the hardest you ever got hit. Duh. <laughs> nah, for all you. But did you, uh, did you get hurt? means yes. But did you did you get hurt in the fight? And yet. Yet. <laughs> his, his face did. His face was Jeez. tangled. Is it, is it safe to say you picked up a little bit of Russian during our trip uh, to Ukraine a couple of years ago? Possible, yeah, duh. Duh, nice. All right, for all you. Russians out there, Pete picked up a couple of words of the language. I love sometimes. I love sometimes when the the interpreter does the interview, and it sounds like the guy, that's like the fighters, like they're like. So ask him, you know, is this the toughest guy he fought, and is this maybe like uh, the biggest puncher he's ever fought? So and he's like, Burat and. We get us in and not speak any particular language. Jesus. And then, uh, and then the the interpreter goes, "Yes, very tough." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that was a couple weeks ago when Better Be a Fought. Right? When Better Be a Fought, <laughs> he gave one answer that was like five minutes, and he gave another answer that was like a second. And then you get the, the translator opposite. couldn't keep up. Th- then you get the opposite, and like, oh, so so how did you feel the fight went? And he goes, "This ain't just," and he's like. Oh, he said it was uh, very difficult to penetrate the style, you know, and uh, <laughs> he just uh, hopes that in the future he can train in his home and uh, that uh, Putin will eventually <laughs> take over Russia again and make it the uh, Soviet Union and for everyone to vote, you know, and uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> he is uh, very happy with the decision and will get back to exercising and training. <laughs> okay. That's how it goes. All right, so what about... uh? Obviously, we we heard your thoughts on on the uh, fights uh, between Matisse and Provodnikov. What about that Crawford Lorman? Did you take anybody there? No, I didn't. Crawford was uh, twelve to one. 
Crawford was twelve to one. Yeah, that kid could fight. Yeah, man. I gotta. I gotta be honest with you. I, I thought that fight was gonna be an over. Wow. I yeah. Talked to one of our other boys. My boy, we'll, we'll shall remain nameless, but he was going hard on the over there. And uh, the the Crawford knockout from the Bean, huh? <laughs> yeah, from the one of our boys from the Bean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> what about Chavez Jr.? Oh, please. I know there's a lot of opinions about Chavez Jr. I, you know, I know Peter's been hard on him, and, and sometimes even I'm hard on him. But you know, not being a world class fighter doesn't mean he's not a good guy or a good, cool kid oh, or whatnot. No. But that has nothing to do with what I'm about to say about him. Well, go ahead, Pete. What what is it that you go, you're gonna want to rant about Chavez Jr. Because honestly, I, I think you're too hard on him, bro. I think no. you know. I First think, of all, I I think I think I win the fight. Excuse me. I think I think I win the fight. You, Even Jim was looking at him like, I I think I win the fight. <laughs> he um, you won the fight. You did you say? I'm sorry. Did you say you thought you won the fight? I think you were trying to say you think you were winning the fight. Julio, uh, si señor. Shut up, you quarter beaten. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, from far just gave you a beaten. Shut up. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, see, but uh, pero esta way. Because next time I think I need a rematch. Uh, shut too up. Much, too much weight. He was trying to say it was too much weight. Uh, got a rematch at a lower weight. Uh, Fonfaro fights at light heavyweight. How much? How much lower you want the guy to come down? Uh, maybe <laughs> he's trying to make Fonfaro into a middleweight. <laughs> maybe next time the way. Uh, shut up. You caught a beating. Here's my here's my issue. Okay, here's my issue. I, I don't think Chavez has ever a guy who's been at this been at this level or belong at this level I think he's gotten here because of his last name and you know careful matchmaking due to the fact that he sells because of his last name you know I mean let's face it he fought Sebastian Zbik no he doesn't don't title. say that that's not fair he sells because of his name no remember what that's not fair to say that because he's better than his father yeah I know stop <laughs> yeah I know the sarcasm that's for all of you at home I know you guys might not get the sarcasm this is Peter's sarcasm right that's now but in reality fair. in reality Chavez <laughs> Jr. fought Sebastian Zbik for the world title you know how bad Sebastian Zbik was you people at home don't know this because you're not going to know this fighter. I know this fighter because I'm Italian. He fought Domenico Spada to a majority decision win in Germany. Domenico Spada might be one of the worst fighters I've ever seen in my life. He just recently got knocked out by uh, Marco Antonio Rubio, who then was knocked out by Golovkin. Okay. And Sebastian Zbik in Germany won a majority or a split decision against Domenico Spada to get put in the position to fight Chavez Jr. for the vacant BC title, WBC title. So Chavez Jr. always had the road paved for him. It's political. It's a lot of times in life it's very political. And yes, for all those haters out there, it's not always the Al Heyman situation that makes things political. Boxing as a whole has always been political, unfortunately. Life in general is political in all businesses. You just try to control it if, uh, if you can, you know? So what do we do? Isn't uh, Arthur Abraham's whole career been political? Yeah, I mean, Arthur Abraham, I think, is a little better than Chavez Jr., but, uh, I mean, come on. Arthur Abraham went to the Super 6. They finally got him out of Germany. He couldn't win a, a round, let alone a fight. The guy was horrible. The guy was horrible. So so let's let's call a spade a spade here. Chavez Jr. is here because of his last name. Um, no, It's it's not his fault, though. Here's the thing about it. You know, we're going to rant and rave. And here's the thing about it, not his fault. You're not going to turn down 2 $3 million at a time if they throw it at you. You're not going to say, oh, you know what? I'm not good enough. I'm only here because my father was good. I'm not going to take this money. No. Nobody's going to do that. So you can't blame Chavez Jr. You only blame Chavez Jr. for not coming prepared, being undisciplined, and not appreciating the situation. Not being a professional. I, I, I'm totally for that. I totally understand that. Correct. But, 
But at the end of the day, he's not going to tell you, you know what, I don't deserve this money because I'm not as good as some of these other fighters you who, keep who, who it, get yeah. paid less. You Give keep it, it to somebody else. Nobody's going to do that. So don't expect the guy to do that. I don't knock the guy for doing it. I, I, his lack of professionalism at times, I, I definitely knock him because you know a lot of fighters work really hard to get this level and then only get paid a fraction of what he gets paid. But I think for this fight, the guy got in shape. You know, He probably just came down from a lot of weight, which is why they fought her, if they fought her to catch weight. He probably was coming down. He came off a long layoff. He probably was The guy probably ballooned up over 200 pounds for sure with the way he lives. You know, so... I, I feel like the catch weight was understood in this particular situation. He just shouldn't have fought such a tough opponent. And I think his father was right. The problem is, as the fight wears on, he shows just how limited he is. I mean, Fonfara didn't do anything spectacular. Fonfara beat him with all basics. Short punches, high defense, close guard, walk right to him, beat his ass. Literally, that's all he did. Chavez Jr., no jab, wide punches, losing his balance. Even when he throws, he's off balance. And he doesn't have the athleticism to make up for all these mistakes. He's actually got very little athleticism, to tell you the truth. So, when you when you put it like that, at a certain point, he's catching such... What was he catching, Pete? A beating. Yeah, so he's catching such a beating, as Pete says, that I don't think it should be up to him to quit the fight. I think Joe... You know, and, I, and I respect Joe Goosen as a trainer, but dude, you got to stop that fight. You don't put Chavez Jr. in the position to also have to quit. Because let me tell you people at home something. Most good fighters, if they accept the fact that they're going to lose on the night, they start to figure out a way to at least maybe survive the rounds and catch less of a beating as they lose them. Chavez Jr. Less is so ba- less of a beating. A beat. Yeah, exactly. So Chavez Jr. is so bad that he doesn't even know how to navigate his way around the through the rounds by catching less of a beating. You know, he just he just. <laughs> He just basically fights the same way every round, whether he's going to win or going to lose. He doesn't know how to navigate his way around the rounds to get da- to not take damage. So all the damage he's taken early on, he's going to continue to take it as the fight progresses. And that's not safe, bro. That's not safe. So for me, it was bad enough that got caught such a beating already. In the end, I, I felt like somebody should have pulled him out of that fight a little earlier, a little sooner, maybe one or, one or two rounds before. And, you know, on the broadcast, you're saying, oh, he hasn't been hurt. But at the same time, you don't want to see a guy take that many punches. He's taking them constantly. He's taking them cleanly. I felt like Joe Goosen should have known better. I felt like he should have been the one to save Chavez Jr. from himself and he's not old, and not force Chavez Jr. to finally say, okay, I had enough. I quit. Because then he's going to... What is he going to do? He's going to end up being in the position to be criticized for quitting by all these people that, you know, will criticize quitters. And, dude, don't get me wrong. I will criticize plenty of quitters. You know, I know when it's quitting for a lack of character, and I can tell when it's quitting because, you know what, it, it, it's, it's getting pretty bad here. I don't think Chavez Jr. lacks character inside the ring. I think he lacks character outside the ring. I don't think Chavez Jr. lacks character in the ring. I think he's a tough kid, and he'll fight his way through a lot of tough situations, but... That was really, really hard, bro. That was really, really, really hard on him. And I felt like somebody should have rescued him. He was already bad enough that he was getting beat from pillar to post. Take him out of that fight. Don't make him also go through the embarrassment of having to say, I quit. And, you know, that's that's my opinion of the of the fight. You know, it's... I'm not going to sit here and, and, and tell you the guy that made $3, 4000000 million on Saturday is the victim here. Because, you know, obviously, we should all be in that position. But... Come on, guys. I mean, in reality, again, going back to what I said originally to start this conversation, this is a guy that doesn't belong at this level and is competing at this level. You got to carefully match his opponents, and suddenly, you know, he he was up against this guy. It's funny. Bob Arum goes, Al Heyman ruined everything we worked for. What'd you work for, bro? What'd you, what'd you work for? To pull the veil over everybody's eyes? What did you work for, bro? That you knew he sucked and you had to, and you had to constantly match him carefully in order to not let everybody know that he sucked? And now we end up against a real fighter and you saw what happens? What? Yeah. What, 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 that's work? 
to, to deceive the public is work? I mean, you're not deceiving professionals like us that we know the sport, but got a lot of the public was deceived. He got abused and, by Brian And then on Rivera. top of that, on top of which, dude, I got hit with a beer. <laughs> I got hit with a beer on top, on top of everything. The fans start throwing shit in the ring because they're mad that he quit or they're mad. they think maybe the referee stopped the fight at the moment. We didn't know what happened. Everything starts flying from all over the, the stuff up center. Shit starts getting flown through the ring, thrown to the ring. Obviously, not all of it, not all of it is landing in the ring. Some of it is landing in the front rows. Some of it is landing in the in the corral ringside. One beer lands like I don't know, hits the side of the ring next to me and spills towards me and hits me all over my the side of my suit, dude. I was pissed. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take this. I gotta take this because you're putting this guy in a fight that he doesn't belong in. Was it that, drink- that- was it a drinkable beer? Well, once it was on my suit, it wasn't drinkable. I'm it sure. Was it was in a cup or in a bottle? I was in a cup. Oh, I mean, I mean, that's all you think about. No, I'm saying it's just. Gotta get hit with a beer. And you're worried dude, about yeah. the beer. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. Well, they can't. And I was getting a rough time of it on Twitter. People were reminding me how I, I said it. I didn't realize, you know, in the moment, I forgot I was on air. Good thing I didn't curse because I said, "Dude, I just got hit with a beer." And I said it on air. You said, dude, I got hit with a beer, bro. Yeah, like I was. And I turned around. Like, I wanted to see where they were coming from, but I turned around. They were coming from every direction. I was like, well, you're not going to be able to see who's throwing anything here. Well, so, you know what? The fans, that, that's, that's horrible on their part. Their guy got exposed. <laughs> it sucks for them. Like I just said, when well, you I think talking- they were mad because they thought the referee stopped the fight and they didn't, they didn't want they they wanted they wanted to see Chavez be able to fight his they way through. They didn't yeah, realize that Chavez I, had actually quit. Yeah, they didn't realize that uh, he faked a knee injury. Um, <laughs> yeah, and also they they also didn't realize that he robbed Brian Vera too. The first time the, he did the, rob yeah, Brian Vera, yeah. I know. He robbed so, a few other guys too. Early in his career, he robbed Carlos Molina twice. Remember? Right. What about what about in his interview? This is where he's a spoiled. Brat. Yes. Yes. This he one I deserves agree with. a rematch. Yeah. Um, he should have the fight two pounds lighter. Oh, that that two pounds would have made a difference. Not only that, if on far as a light heavyweight, how much lower you want yeah, him to go? What do you want the guy to become a welterweight? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but not even you that. go down and wait. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's the problem. You're supposed to go down and wait, not this guy. <laughs> but it's just it shows you that he is a spoiled little brat. Yeah, in that way, yeah. I mean, I think he gets there's his I think way there, all the time. There's pros and cons to it. I, I think Chavez Jr. I mean, I've met him a couple of different times as a person. I like the kid. Um, and uh, again, it's not always his fault with all of this. I'm not taking anything you away can't, from the kid. I'm not calling him a bad. You kid. can't call the kid a victim when he's making millions right. and driving around a Lamb- in a Lamborghini. Although I wish he'd comb his hair once in a while, but and groom himself. But you know, that's another story for another day. He's the least groomed kid I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he can show some. You know, give us an image here. You're, who you see Chavez's son, one of the son of a legend, you know? But anyway, he's, uh, you know, you can't totally make him a victim, but at the same time, some of it is his fault and some of it is not, you know? And uh, He looks like he has scotch tape from the top of his lip to his nose, right? Yeah. Like his, well, why like do you his, say that? His top oh, lip's like up top a little lip bit. Is like pushed yeah. up a little yeah, bit, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think I went nice high. You know, like he has that. <laughs> he has that look. Yeah, yeah like. Right now, Peter's imitating I, the look. I think I went nice high. <laughs> He's a dad now, man. I think he should focus on being a good dad. You know? Yeah, and I, you know what? And, and for all intents and purposes, they tell us he is a good dad. You know, right? You know and He's you making enough that. money to support the right, kid. That's right, right. You, know? you saw that. He's a beautiful kid. Mm-hmm. His wife is pretty. You know, like they have a nice little family. Your father's mm-hmm. a legend. Mm-hmm. So the baby's grandfather is a legend. Her mm-hmm. father won't be a legend, but her grandfather's a legend. Yeah, they got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like I said, you could smoke weed and be a good dad. Yeah. 
Well, you don't have to smoking around your Paulie, but taking all those heads, taking all those. All that he's been taking them, Seth. Right, he's been for a long time. Yeah. That's that's not a good yeah, thing. Yeah, and this that was again, and this you, was right? against a legitimate world class fighter. You know, he's been in how many legitimate world class fighters? Brian Vera's a fringe contender. Like, I'll give him. I'm not going to say he's world class, but he's beaten some. He's won some fights he wasn't supposed to win, and so he's whole. He, he's he's. I'm not going to call him world class, but he's definitely got my respect. But as far as world class superior fighters are concerned, Vera never won a world title. He's he's been in with fighters that are world class. From Faraz hasn't been a world champion, but I think he, he will become one eventually. He's fought Martinez and he fought from far as far as legit world class level opposition. And the beings he caught were scary. I mean, granted, he he hurt Martinez late, and then all of a sudden it, it creates high drama, and all his fans have something to hold their hat on for that fight. But the beating the guy was catching for the first eleven rounds. I mean, it was ridiculous. Now you got it with Fafaro, who's actually a bigger man, fights at light heavyweight, as, as was in with one of the better light heavyweights in the world, the, the linear champion, Adonis Stevenson, had that guy down in, in, a, in a tough decision loss. I mean, this is a world-class, legit fighter, and he's coming to hurt you, and he just caught a beating all over the place. I mean, it's not safe. If, you, if you, you have a wife at home, you have a kid, you have a daughter at home, you make good money. You know, something to do with Chavez Jr. is, you know, either you take your craft seriously and you learn it because he's, you, he, he does, he, even his fundamentals are horrible. I mean, this kid is a, is a badly taught fighter in general. I mean, there's things he does that he, I don't even think he realizes what he's doing. I don't think he even knows what he's doing half the time. He just does it. So he's not very well taught. He had no amateur career. So it's not like he's a son of a legend, but he's been boxing his whole life. This kid picked up boxing very late. It's very clear. You can tell by the lack of fundamentals that he had that he picked up boxing very late. And so uh, never had an amateur career as well. So that, that obviously, a lot of times we'll tell if uh, if you didn't have any amateur fights, you know, you didn't get to learn your basics. You had to kind of learn them on the job. And he still obviously has a lot to learn. He doesn't put in enough time in the gym to learn them. So, again, you know, you, I don't, I don't want to over-criticize. I don't want to make him uh, too much of a victim either. It's somewhere in between here. But uh, definitely some changes need to be made for sure. For Chavez Jr., I mean, uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't like the fact that somebody didn't rescue him from that fight. I, I thought he deserved better than that, at least. At the end of the day, the beating was enough. Somebody should have rescued him from that fight. Somebody should have pulled the plug on the fight, and they shouldn't have let it fall on, on, on Julio's shoulders because Julio already caught enough of a beating. He shouldn't have to take the embarrassment of saying, I quit in the fight, and then taking on the criticism that, for me in this case, is actually not warranted. I felt like it was the safe thing to do for him to quit. Um, again, because he doesn't even know how the defensive, he's defensively so inept that he doesn't even know how to survive rounds without catching a beating. He can't go through a round and lose it, yet not catch a beating in it. You know what I mean? Like a lot of professionals can, you know? He actually doesn't know how to go out there for three minutes and not catch a beating again if he's fighting a world-class fighter. And so for that reason, I felt like the fight should have been stopped. I felt like, in this case, him quitting actually was the right thing to do. Um, Somebody else should have done it for him, though, and made him save, save him the criticism. So you're going to say it, say it right, or else he would have caught more of a beating. That's it. Exactly. Let's take a break. You're listening to former two-time world champion Paulie Malinaji from Brooklyn to the world. Baseball season is here, and there's never been a better time to check out DraftKings.com, America's favorite daily fantasy baseball site where you could win huge cash prizes every day. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitments, no slogging through a long season to collect your winnings, just instant cash, instant gratification. It's like a new season every time you play. Simply pick two pitchers and eight position players. Stay under the salary cap, and you could be on your way to a massive payday. In fact, DraftKings has already crowned over a dozen millionaires. Hundreds of fantasy sports fans just like you have cashed in at DraftKings. Now it's your turn. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code PAULIEM, P-A-U-L-I-E-M, at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com, that's DraftKings.com. 
Introducing Pauly. Pauly Malinaji takes you inside the ring and beyond. Malinaji. This is Pauly Malinaji from Brooklyn to the world. We're back. We're back. Ready to go, bro. We talked about a bunch of sports. We haven't talked about the NHL playoffs today, bro. What's going on? Dude, the Rangers, we want to go up. We want to go up three. We got game four tonight. Yeah. It's big. It's big. Yeah, we want to Three-one is full control of the the series. Again, two-two. it's saving energy. It's saving energy. (laughs) But can we really win two games in Pittsburgh? I mean, we... Are we going to win tonight? We can. And it's going to be two wins we, in Pittsburgh? We can win. It's will we win. Will we win. What do you think? I mean, I think we can. Do you, have, uh, do you think enough that, you know? I already, uh, you're hinting at something. <laughs> yeah, I already placed the wager. But yeah. Oh, so you have the Rangers on the road tonight. <laughs> I had the Capitals yesterday. <laughs> you did, and you had the Islanders the game before. Correct. So you have so you have two, you had the both overtime winners in the op- in the same series, but you picked the opposite teams. Correct. Ding, ding, ding. What do we got for him, Johnny? (laughs) That, bro, that, (laughs) that overtime went on Sunday. What was the Capitals even touched the puck? No. Did you see it? (laughs) I'm teaching my daughter to skate. I'm like, all right, baby, did we have enough fun yet? She goes, yeah, dad. I said, dinner's almost ready. Let's go inside. You turn on the game. Look, we're going into overtime. Boom. (laughs) They scored. Tavares. Woo. <laughs> and then last night you take the Capitals. Yeah, you got it. Like em. a true degenerate. Yeah, the opposite you got it. You got it. Yeah, come on. And that's what I mean. Because that's a close take, competitive series. The Islanders could, weren't going to win two games on the road. Is what I'm saying. So yeah, that was a small. I was smart. No, but, no, you but, realized Washington had to take. I don't know. That was, yes, last night with both games in Nashville Coliseum. That's right. But wait a second. Whack the Capitals. Forget been, about that. Have the whole mindset. Forget advantage. about that for a second. All right. That's not a one and an eight. No. With a, a one and an eight, it's a two versus three division. I know. Thank you. Yeah. Come on. Okay. So tonight, so because it's, it's a, a one eight, and an eight, because it's a one you eight. want the one team to say, "Listen, let's beat up on these guys. Let's save our energy, yeah, yeah. and and get ahead." I agree. So, so you see the Rangers taking the game tonight and, and not letting Pittsburgh win any games at home in the oh, series. Are you going to tie it? Are you going to five, six? Are you going to make a seven game series out of this? No, you hope not. I mean, who wants to stress the first round of the playoffs? I mean, come on. And Crosby needs to get hit. Why doesn't guys? What does he need? He needs a beat. Oh, seriously, that kid is annoying, bro. That kid needs a beat. <laughs> seriously, somebody He's allowed guy? to hit Lumquist. This guy is Lumquist. He takes cheap shots at everybody. He's slashes. slashing McDonough in the face. Hey, and then, you know what? He has his little devious little grin when he watches the replay on the, on the monitor. And the well, big how ski. do you not? He sits on the bench. I, I don't know you send somebody on the ice. Just to, you, you, just anybody. Hit him with a shot, dude. Are you kidding me? Give him a beat. Yeah, I gotta say, Crosby for as good talented as he is, he's annoying as hell. And no, you're not as good as Ovechkin, bro. Hey, Islanders, you suck. Penguins, you suck too. Crosby, you're gonna get a beating. Hopefully, he catches the beating tonight, and hopefully, the Penguins catch a beating. But, bro, you know what the best series has been, though, so far? Chicago, Nashville, bro. Chicago. Bro, what a series. You said it. I bet I bet Nashville like two games out of the series, and you're like, bro, why would you do that? So, he always, he likes to come did in. You take Nashville, no. Did you take Nashville? Did you take Nashville in the game did. they won at least? They're down three games to one. No, no, I didn't. No, so you've the ball, you <laughs> lost you both You talked me out of it. You talked <laughs> me out of it. And he knows it better. You can't blame someone else. Come on, bro. No, no, no. He's the, the first person to say, this is well, let me tell you something. When it's I a sub- tough series no, no, no. though because they got all, it was shot, a division that had all hundred point shot hundred point, pe- hundred point teams. Hi hole for a second. Go ahead. Go ahead. We used to call this guy 
like the, literally a Monday morning quarterback. Not even the Sunday night special. We the guy, to, not me. He's talking yeah, about somebody but else. You're just like that. I'm because, not though. Because I'll tell you. you know, shut your face. We'd sit there right in the social club and we play cards. Oh, this is a good one, That's why they call me Peter cards. We always play cards, gin, you know, all kinds of Texas Hold'em, whatever. And we have these TVs everywhere. So on a Sunday, older guys would come in and they'd eat peanuts and play cards, and then they would leave because they knew that the younger guys like us were coming. So these guys were in their sixties, and this one guy would be the last guy. He hated going home for some reason. Probably miserable with his wife. Yeah. Like, oh, hey guys, you guys are here, huh? Yeah, we're here. All right. Oh, look at this team. You believe this, Kansas City? I love them today. Did you have them? No, I didn't have them, no. <laughs> oh, look at this. Look at this. The Falcons killed them today, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love them. I love them. I was going to put them on my ticket. Did you have them? No, no. Thank <laughs> you. You loved everybody, but you didn't take them, huh? No, no. I was, I, I, I was going to pull the trigger on the Colts, too. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Oh, wow. What a pass. What a pass. You didn't take him? No, I didn't take him. No. <laughs> so, no. so, so he basically was a loser every week. <laughs> he was a loser. You knew all the winners owed, afterwards. Owed every bookie in the neighborhood money. But when you watch SportsCenter with him and you watch the highlights, you, liked them all. you loved, all, you the loved all the winners. Oh, look at that pass. This guy throws a sweet ball, I'll tell you. Ooh, that's some spiral, huh, cuz? Yeah, I love them today. You have them? No. So how am I like Kim? I don't understand. Because when when the game is on, you like to go, why would you take this game? <laughs> Down Bro, two why Chicago, would you, why Nashville? Why would you take this game? In Chicago, you're going to take Nashville? Nashville. Chicago's had two Nashville. Stanley Cups in the last five years, bro. Nashville's still Nashville, though. Nashville's still Nashville. It's but it's a division it's that like, had three 100-point teams in it. It's so not like it's I a, took Edmonton not a against two versus three. Plus, Chicago has the playoff experience. Guys, so, now you're starting to see how Ralph and Norton go at it. No, seriously, yeah, you're wrong, bro. You're wrong, cause and I honestly, no, series is three one. I tell you what, I tell you what, it's three one. They're going back to Nashville now. Now you take Nashville in Game Five. When's that game? <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow or the day tomorrow. after. Tomorrow, yeah, yeah. Now you take Nashville. So tonight, you got the Rangers. Don't the Nets play tonight? Nets are the 8th seed. They play, right? I'll tell you in a second. I think the Nets are on tonight, too. Yep, Nets are playing I haven't, been, I haven't been going crazy for the Nets getting, this year. They're getting nine and a half. Yeah, okay. Good luck. Getting nine and a half. Right? <laughs> 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 well, uh, one of the guys in the Hawks is hurt. Yeah. Uh, who's hurt? Al Hor- Horsford, whatever his name is. Horford, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Um, that, that might be enough to cover the nine and a half. Yeah, I know. Like, Kyle Corver's not going to just make it rain. I know. <laughs> He does make it Wait, right. are they? Well, they're in Brooklyn now. No. No. It's, it's only this, game two. Oh, it's only game yeah. two. No. It's so yeah. weird with this, yeah. <laughs> they're going to get blown out by 20. What about the uh, Spurs and Clippers? You think uh, the Spurs are going to lose two in a row? They look bad that first Don't game. even give them any more ideas, Seth. This uh, kid is tough. looking for uh, like, no, it. I love, tough. This, it's I love tough. the Spurs. Yeah. No, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> that one's tough, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, that one's tough. Tough game. I don't watch that one. I, call, I took the Rockets the first game against Dallas. I had the under the first game against uh, with the uh, Grizzlies. Then I took the under the second game. I lost. All right. Oh, they're playing tonight too. Grizzlies minus six and a half. Yeah. No, I took over. No, a, I you're took doing over. A gambling show all of a sudden. Yeah, 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 guys. We're not giving out lock. You know, again, take Peter Cards' locks at your own risk. <laughs> we here at the show at, at the Brooklyn to the World show don't necessarily agree with any of Peter Cards' uh is uh picks. Yeah, this is um, what's the what's the what's what the do? Like what's the thing that, that they say when the they don't PSA? agree? The, yeah, yeah, this is a disclaimer. disclaimer. What is it? The disclaimer that they say that uh, we, we don't CBS necessarily. Yeah, we, like, we do not condone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Peter, uh, Peter, uh, Peter, Peter cards. Podcast cards, <laughs> etc. We do oh, not condone. Stop um, on the air. Oh, 
Say excuse me. <laughs> We're excused. Um, we do not condone gambling, but at the same time, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLES-ANONYMOUS. Um, do not take any of my picks. Yeah, seriously, you guys saw what happened when Peter Claus gave you a pick last week. He picked the over in the Matisse versus Provodnikov fight. And a lot of you took it from what I saw on Twitter. Some, a lot of you agreed. A lot of you listened to the guy. So their own picks. This week's picks on don't guys at home, we don't want to hear it if you take them and then they, they cost you. But, but if you want but if you want some real winners, please hold. <laughs> Press one for more locks. Leave it leave it alone. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Yeah, fights to talk about. Mm. Yeah. What? Remember when the guy called me? Yo, this is a great story. <laughs> this is like 0506, right? This is this was. I don't even know how these people were calling. So obviously, even I went through my phase where even I was a degenerate back in the day. So me and Peter were degenerates. And you were broke games. then. And I was broke. I, I was breaking my hand every fight. I was. I thought like I wasn't gonna make it in the ring, so I thought I was gonna make money gambling. I thought I was gonna be a professional gambler instead. So my hand kept breaking in the day. Oh, tough days, tough days. Anyway, but we still had fun during the tough days. So. We got we we calling we got friends who will call locks get get locksmiths. My, we got one a, of our friends, one of our pick. one of our friends, guys. We used to pay a guy to give him locks, and then we used to take the locks from him. And our friend, if he had winners, he'd have to give the guy like twenty percent of what he won because the guy was giving you your locks. So we started like signing up to these like websites and guys that would call you, you know, to give us locks. So but I didn't sign up. So I guess it maybe was, Jared must have signed you up. One of our other friends from the Bean. So. This so what happens? We're point. getting ready to go train. Even though I had hurt hands, I was still trying to take fights back in the day because I was a nutcase and I needed money. <laughs> and I fought a lot of my early career fights with one hand. So if you, when you knock the lack of knockouts, that's a lot of the reason why. Those freebies that everyone gets knockouts early in their careers, they have two hands. I had one. So anyway, so going back to the point. So we're getting ready for the gym. I go by Peter's house, pick him up to go, go to the gym. He's getting ready. He used to take him a half hour to wake up. It's he's the worst. He just woke me up. So, so now I'm like waking up out of bed. Now we have a lock in our mind that was. There was a national title game that night. It which was. I don't bet college. USC versus Texas. Yes. Remember that Reggie game? Bush Remember versus was, Vince Young. Yeah, Vince Young and uh, and who was a quarterback Liner. for USC? Uh, Matt Liner. Jake Liner. Yeah, Mac Matt, Liner. Matt, yeah, Matt Liner. Liner. Yeah. So, okay, so, so that was that night. We were going to the gym, and that night we were going to watch the national it title was like game. That week. Yeah, it was that week. Oh yeah, it was that week. It, it was, was that, that week. So he's waking me up, and I'm like getting out of bed. Oh, what do you want? He's like, "Come on, we gotta go to the gym." I'm like, "All right, give me a minute." So I'm like, I have to brush my teeth, throw clothes on. Gleason's wasn't far from me, but I'm sitting there on top of getting ready, and him going, "Come on, come on, uh, we gotta try to get this working. I want to go get something to eat afterward." My phone is vibrating or ringing. I'm like, "Where the hell is my phone?" Back I, in the day, we had the Nextels. And yeah, it's it loud, and annoying Nextel. ring. Yeah. <laughs> And so, it would d- turn yeah, the, the yeah. TV service off, right? <laughs> so I'm like, anybody that has a Nextel knows what I'm talking about. So I'm like, hello? I've got all-time picks for you. If you need to pick right now, where are you from Vegas? And I'm like, hello? He goes, yeah, <laughs> I, got, I got a pick for you. Uh, tonight's game. I said, who the hell are you talking to? And he goes, hello? He's giving five-star locks. I'm like, the guy goes, you're giving me picks? No, the guy told you that's a five-star goes, lock. I have a five-star lock for you tonight. I said, buddy, I got a five-star lock for you. Texas, the Texas Longhorns on the money line against oh. USC. <laughs> the na- Texas over USC in the national title game. <laughs> oh, but he hangs up on him. No, the guy hung up on me. He goes, you're an asshole. And <laughs> 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 hey, you know what? We were right. We were right. Boom. Texas over USC for the national title that year. Big on upset. the money line, yeah. 
They were catching seven. We had them straight up, and we had them pl- uh, plus seven. Yeah. Oh, Remember when yeah, Vince yeah. Young ran it we in from, like, like, the 10-yard yeah, line? We were like, wow, this one was a 14 up. We like, this is easy. One of the more glorious non-boxing nights we had. Our friend that called, because we were broke. Again, we were broke. Our friend that, that had told us, we, we put, like, I think I put... You put a few more than me, but I put like a hundred dollars on the plus seven and like fifty. <laughs> Which at that time for him yeah, wasn't sure. fifty dollars on the money line. He was like, "How much did you win?" I was like, uh, two hundred bucks." He goes, "You what?" I was like, <laughs> "I was like, yeah, like two hundred bucks, bro." I was like, "That's awesome." He goes, "I gave you a five star pick, dude." He goes, "That happens like once every few years." I'm like, "Yeah, that's great." I was like, "Next <laughs> time, let me know." He goes, "You got to put a thousand on that." I'm like. I don't have a thousand though. That's not you know. That's not the way I roll. You know what I mean? <laughs> but we were like slapping for me and him was slapping five. We're like, yeah, I just want two hundred. I had a little more money on it though. Yeah, had you had like a nickel on it. Yeah. <laughs> All those games great to watch when you win those. Yeah, especially when it comes in so easy. Like yeah. even the Rangers made me sweat their last game. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to. What about yesterday? I tell you to take Bayern Munich, and yeah, you don't pick up your phone. Yeah, I'm at work. I know. I tell this kid the Champions League, Bayern Munich, they lost the first leg. All you football fans or soccer fans out there, you know what I'm talking about. Bayern Munich lost the first leg at home against Porto. They were favored to be advanced this stage. So, Which means now in order to advance, they have to really crush Porto. So if you take them on the money line, even if they're looking to crush Porto, not just beat them. So they're definitely going to at least beat them. Well, what did, what did Porto catch yesterday? A beating. Yep. <laughs> Six to Too one. Bad. And I called Petey Podcast yesterday before the game to try to remind him to throw it in. And what does he do? Doesn't answer his phone. Too bad I'm doing demo and I got all this stuff going on. All these things going on. And I look so at I my text phone him. later. I text him when the game starts. Like, you put Bayern Munich in, right? And he goes, no. F, he goes, my, F my life. Yeah, he goes, uh, well, they're up. I'm like, of uh, no, course no, they no, are. no. Literally, within ten minutes later, they were yeah. up to nothing already. Two nothing. When the game started, up, like, I great. said, "You put him by." And he goes, "No." Literally ten minutes later, I said, well, I said no. I hit text him back ten minutes later. Like, well, they're already up to nothing. The game ended six to one, folks. Damn. That's about as easy as it comes. And Peter obviously didn't have them. Why does uh, it happen to me? Because you guys are boxers, you know, well, world class boxer. Oh my my best bet I ever made: two hundred bucks. Hasim Rockman first fight against Lennox Lewis. Oh, oh wow! Fifteen to one. Man, that was a big one. And I hated Lennox Lewis too, so I equally, oh, doubly enjoyed it. My sister-in-law wow. hated Lennox. We got and to I was at a Lennox bar with the English yeah, people like rooting Lennox. for Lennox wow. Lewis. Wow! You got knocked down. I went crazy. Oh, no, we like Lennox. We yeah, love yeah, Lennox. Yeah, no, I mean, I was back in the day. Yeah. Because you know? I was rooting for an underdog. He wants to yeah. see somebody beat him. <laughs> right, right, right. And he was filming Rocky. He was filming a Ocean's Eleven or something, and with mm-hmm. Klitschko and taking pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes to uh, goes Johannesburg. To, right, like with like you know yeah. a week before. Yeah, yeah. He was filming Rocky the movie. Was there for like a month and a half. You know, Ali Boubaye. He was doing all that. Yeah, that was some pretty crazy stuff, man. I don't remember. The best bet ever ever made. Oh, it was a pretty crazy bet if you had him. Shit. I had it. That's ballsy, man. Yeah, that's that's 200. That's a big win. 100 for my stepfather, 100 for me. And plus 1,500. Kidding me? It's a huge one. Anyway, so before we go, also. So I bet him on the rematch and I lost. Ah, uh, you do. Yeah, you gave it all back, man. No, no, <laughs> you gave no, it all no. back. I see him rock. Oh, you know got what? Crowned, remember? That the reminds crown? me. That reminds me, actually. Should I talk about my wagering story, B? Yeah. Oh, this reminds me. So, again. Folks, take these with a grain of salt. These are all stories. Take them as, a, as you want to take them. Pacquiao versus Cotto. Obviously, oh. all the Pacquiao fans are loving this story right now. Oh, Pacquiao. So, me and Peter look at the line when it comes out. We're like, bro, this, this little midget is like... Gonna get demolished. It's gonna get demolished. Like, I mean, he's been looking great. At the time, I, I, at the time, I actually didn't feel the way I feel now about Pacquiao. You know, like, like it was actually that fight that made me realize... For me, something was fishy. He had anyway, beaten David Diaz. He had beaten David Diaz. Um, uh, he had beaten Oscar De La Hoya, which, you know, he had beaten Ricky Hatton. And Ricky. But again, I was still a fan of Pacquiao. Uh, 
I hadn't dawned on me what dawned on me when I saw actually saw this fight. So because it's not that he won, it's how he won it. And for me, that that told me the entire everything I needed to know. And but anyway, you fought Cotto. Yeah. So I look at the lines, and we look at me and Peter look at the lines, and we're like, man, two and a half to one for Cotto, bro. This is like easy money. This guy's too small. I said, in order to beat him, he would have to be good defensively because he's too small to take this kind of firepower from a bigger man, from a bigger puncher. Set it up right. So I know. I said, no matter what, he's going to get hit because he's not a defensive fighter like Mayweather. We thought the bookies made a mistake. When was the only time they made a mistake and we capitalized on it? Joshua Clotty against Diego Diego Corrales. Corrales. Made a killing on the fight because... They made they favored Corrales over Joshua Clady and we Which was trained insane. with Joshua and we yeah. knew he was a beast. So, nobody knew him. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So we made money on that. So we thought this was another mistake. Little do we know we're, we're the idiots. The joke was on us. I put thirty grand on the fight. Uh, a Hyundai, a Hyundai Sonata. <laughs> I put thirty grand on Miguel Cotto. Thirty grand, thinking it's money in the bank. At two and a half, I'm gonna win back seventy-five. I'm thinking it's gonna be the easiest seventy-five grand I ever won. At this point, I'm make I've made some money in my life, so you know I'm I'm putting in these kind of bets. And I put thirty grand on Miguel Cotto. And as I for the record, you didn't you didn't always put these kind of bets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not a total degenerate. Honestly, in reality, unlike Peter Cards, yeah, I rarely bet now. But anyway, so I put it in, and I said, man. As the fight's wearing on, I'm thinking, you know, this is money in the bank. Again, it's not that Pacquiao won. It's how he won. He was actually getting hit. He was getting, he was hitting back, but he was getting hit clean, flushed, getting clobbered with shots back. And Pacquiao was winning the fight, but again, he was getting hit clean by a big puncher, a bigger man punch. And I, as the fight wore on, he's not wearing down, and he keeps throwing his hellacious hurricane combinations and punches. I said, nah, man, something's weird. Anyway, long story short, we lose the money. I lose the money. Now I'm sick. Now, and then people are going to think, oh, now we know why he hates Pacquiao. That's what, no, it's not why I hate Pacquiao. It's because of what dawned on me during that fight, morons. So what happens? So now we got to pay the bookie. Facts. Pay him. Go pay him. I pay that man his money. I literally pay the man. It hurt. Yeah, it hurt. And I say to the guy, you're borrowing this money. Actually, I had to go through a third person. I used to not go to the bookie. So I used to tell him, I said, tell your bookie he's borrowing this money. Because in three weeks... I'm about to bet on myself. <laughs> He's borrowing this money. He's going to give me this plus my money back. He's going to give me this plus more. Just let him know when you pay him. He didn't get over on me. He's borrowing this money. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I held my word, bro. I was plus 150 against Juan Diaz. Yep. Three weeks later Good in the rematch. You. Good for you. I put 30 grand. I won 45. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Got him back. <laughs> Got him. Got him. <laughs> Got him. Oh, Got man. Him. Oh, poor Wendell. Paul, Welvin. Welvin, Welvin the great. Free Welvin. my boy, Welvin. Oh, Welvin, man. Who don't Welvin. got no bitches? Oh, poor Welvin. If anybody if everybody heard your Welvin, you guys know exactly what we're referring to here. And Instagram stunner. And we know exactly what we mean when we say got him. Got him. Good old Welvin. Anyway. Free Welvin, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for it. So get the man out on bail. Hopefully somebody got him out on bail. Where's he Martin? Was, he was Martin, get him out on bail. <laughs> he was released on bail. He was Martin got him. Right. I'm sure with all the Instagram. Something hits, came in the mail for you today. <laughs> what? These nuts. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Got him. Last but not least, I was in Miami last night. Uh, yesterday, not last night. Uh, went for a one day trip. I might be uh, buying something down there. So for all you people down in Miami, I might be back. Uh, I had uh, I was staying there for a little while, a few years back. Mm-hmm. Sold the condo. You were on Biscayne. Yeah, I'm going. I'm, I'm, I looked at a condo in South Beach yesterday. Uh, I had to see it. it was, I got the email for about it, and I said, you know what? Busy I need to check this out. You know, and 
I said, I can't let this slip if it's a good, it looked like a good deal on the email. But, you know, you can't buy anything unless you really go see it for yourself. So I took a flight right down there real fast to check out this condo. I actually like it. I might actually per- make the purchase. I, may, I might pull the trigger. And I, I'm not going to move back down to Miami, but I certainly will have a winter spot, I think, in the least and rent it out the rest of the year. So uh, for any of my old neighbors back down in Miami, we will have the a Magic Man might be coming back. And that's all for this show this week. What about Saturday night? Saturday oh, night. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Forget that. You work in the night. corner, kid. Saturday night, Saddam Ali. Saddam Ali. Give me a hand for Saddam Ali. Ali, boom, bye, Ali, boom, bye, Saddam, I'm in the corner. I'm not that chief second. And, folks, I'm not going to become a trainer. I'm not going to become a corner man. I'm doing this as support for my boy, who I've known since he's a little kid. And I'm very proud of him. And I'm very proud to call him a friend. And I'm very proud that he's uh, made the leaps and bounds that he's made in his career from being a little boy that I met. Back in the day, to being a grown man and uh, holding his own on, on a world championship level and a class level, and uh, he'll be fighting on HBO Saturday night here in Madison Square Garden in the co-main event to Vladimir Klitschko versus Bryant Jennings. Uh, I'm really cool, with Bryant too. I just have a lot of respect for Vladimir. Hopefully, it's a good fight. But I'm there for Saddam. Uh, everybody, if you're out there, uh, support my boy Saddam Ali Saturday night. Give him a hometown welcome. And that'll be it. Until next week. Till next week. Well, we might be here next week. I'm in Vegas. We're going to figure out a way to... We'll figure uh, it out. As you know, I mean, I tried to get Peter Carter out, out to Vegas but in, to no avail. Peter will not be with me, so I don't know if we're going to record next week. Or we might. We'll see. We'll but, figure uh, it if out. If we got to find a way to get Peter to Vegas. Uh, folks out there, if uh, if you want to start like a... Kickstarter. Some, yeah. yeah so if you want to start some sort of like a petition to fly, for Pete to demand to demand Pete fly to Vegas, feel free. Get him in a tuck. Convince too. this... Convince this guy. Convince this guy. This guy wants to watch the fight in his house when he has the chance to be at the fight. Convince this guy. Let him know. And in that case, we'll be actually we would actually be filming the podcast live from Vegas. Otherwise, we'll have to figure something else out. Talk to you until then. Boom. Maybe next week. Might be the week after. Later.